This is 8-Bit, episode 78, Gimmick, Move On With My Life, on Tuesday, May 13th, 2014, and now we need a budget. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Savannah Haslow. So do you know what the most uh, special thing that happened this week was? Um, At least in my world? In your world? No, in my world. I mean, I celebrated six months with Sarah yesterday. Uh, um, yeah, that's special, but not as special as I'm thinking. Because I'm thinking that... Not, not quite, no. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a season two this week. Yes. Uh, I was so excited. And in addition to that, they ABC also picked up a new Marvel show called Agent Carter, which is going to follow the, the character, um, you know, the love interest for Captain America, the first movie, the one who touches his pecs one time, and uh, and apparently that's Amore. You mean Betty? That uh, Peggy. Peggy, not Betty, yeah. thank you. Peggy Carter. Uh, so she's going to be the main character in this new show that's going to start up, like, during the mid-season hiatus for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Ooh. It's, I'm pretty excited. I'm not sure how, like, how far into the creation of S.H.I.E.L.D. they're going to go, because we know that she was, like, one of the founding people uh, for yeah. the organization. But, yeah, I'm excited. So when exactly, or not when, sorry, where do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because I have a bit of a backlog on that show, and I need to catch up. Yeah, I watch it on ABC's website, which is, like, abc.go.com or something like that. Um they only have like the last like three months worth of episodes available on there for free. Um, any farther back, and you just you'll have to wait until like they come out on DVD or on Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, or pirate. Yar. Yar. Yeah. Um. Wait a second. So who knows? You might be able to like catch up with it over the summer before the second season starts. Oh nope! It's on Project Free. Uh, TV. Of course it is. I always forget about that one. Is that pirating or not? I have no idea. Why are you so quiet? Uh, there I'm, we go. I'm trying not to sneeze. All right. No, oh, that's that's good. Sneezing would be obnoxious. I don't know. To be honest, I mean, it's streaming stuff for free, but they don't necessarily get any revenue out of it. Do they? I mean, they probably try to show you ads. Oh, well, I don't know. I have AdBlock Plus. Exactly. And because you're not watching it, you know, through an official channel then, I mean, I don't think that Project Free TV is paying ABC to put their content there. So ABC isn't getting any revenue off of you whatsoever. So, yeah, it's probably not legit. But, you know, nobody's going to, like, get mad at you and catch you for it. Nope. Hopefully not, anyway. Hopefully not. Hey, are we recording this conversation about doing illegal things? <laughs> ah, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> don't worry, I can edit it. You're not going to, I don't to, think though. I've ever... Really use Project Free TV anyway, so you don't know, worry about it. If we took all of the like incriminating evidence from this network and spliced them into one show, that I would, just have to bleep the whole thing. That, <laughs> <laughs> one long show. cat noise. <laughs> It'd be an hour loop of the Nyan Cat song. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, incidentally, already exists on the internet, so we wouldn't be editing anything new. So sad. Anyway, oh no. no. Stop. Okay, let's get on to the, the video game news. Uh, so if you, the listener, want to see any of our uh, links, you know, to these stories, you'll want to go to thenexus.tv slash eb78, because that is where the show notes exist. 
So, moving on with them. Remember... Hey, Buck, you, put that, you, you put that in the wrong spot. Put what in the wrong spot? The the site promotion. You're supposed to put that a couple articles in. Oh, right. I'm, I forgot to forget. <laughs> God dang it. Which yeah. is like the opposite of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I suppose. Because you don't want to forget to remember. I'm confusing myself now. What am I talking about? I, uh, I don't know. I think you're remembering Eve. something. Very good. Eve Online. So... You guys remember that that <laughs> monument that we talked about last week that was dedicated to the EVE Online community? Yeah, it, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it already got vandalized within like a couple of days of fanfare or fanfest. Um somebody put a sticker on it for with the logo of like a group of griefers in the game. Um and it's not the kind of sticker that you can just easily take off. Uh and then somebody else scratched out another player's name like from the base of the monument. I'm pretty disappointed in them and so is the, like the the rest of the community um apparently by now the vandals have been found and in addition to any you know real life charges or um court things that they may face they are also being banned from the game good yep toxic people need to be removed like a tumor like a tumor (laughs) the tumor hang on does arnold schwarzenegger actually have a movie where he tries to remove tumors i don't think so ah we should make one do we have Get a budget for that? Uh, we don't have a budget for anything. Ah. Yeah, turns out. So if you want to sponsor us and give us a budget, that would be really nice. So And we still won't make that movie, so oh. it doesn't matter either way. Yeah, no promises. <laughs> Gotta get the Kickstarter version for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not Indiegogo? No, no, the Kickstarter. It's better. You can only succeed on Indiegogo if people already know who you are. I, I feel I like Indiegogo. you could make some pretty good impressions of Arnold Schwarzenegger on the Kickstarter. Yeah. We'll just have an entire loop of Ian doing Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. lines. <laughs> well, right then. Actually, I'm not going to do that. I can't actually do more than just the memory things. I blame Noodles for that. Anyway. Um, so, oh, hey, look at that. More Game Spy News. God dang it. This, is, this has really been a mixed blessing with the amount of things that have been getting shut down. Um, Wait, in what way is it a blessing at all? Well, I mean, GameSpy's gone. Yeah. But what was wrong with GameSpy? GameSpy. It has the word spy in it. Therefore, it's spyware. <laughs> That's true. I always did suspect it of being evil when I was a child. It still is and always was. So the, the program is a spy. So what, what's going on this week with uh, GameSpy? All right. Actually, um, I'll be talking about a little bit more later. But both uh, apparently, actually, well, talk Star about Wars... both of them now, and I'll just put them together. Okay. Um, so Star Wars is not immune. Both Battlefront Two and Empire at War will be losing all online functionality. Um, and then um, EA has also made an announcement of a whole bunch of games that'll be losing their online services on June thirtieth. Those are everything from Battlefield. 1942 and Battlefield 2, um, to Bejeweled for the Wii, Command and Conquer games, Crisis, Crisis 2, Dracula, um, FIFA games, Sims, NASCAR, Need for Speed, Neverwinter Nights, which I've heard is a big thing. Um, yeah, hmm, interesting. Interesting that they didn't make the cut. Oh, hey, look, Battlefront for PC and Battlefront 2. Yep. Um, Beatles Rock Band for the Wii. <laughs> the Wii. Did anybody ever play that online? I don't know. But I think Galen did. I mean, but I'm not... actually, there's a decent amount of uh, Wii and DS games on here that are getting gotten rid of too. 
Though I don't think that anyone will really care too much about the Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2008. God, this lo- this list is so long. There's tons yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, previously shut down online services. Uh, so a bunch of Facebook things, actually, more than anything, which which don't really count anyway. Um, but Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle-Earth is on there. But I'm, actually, I'm betting that these were shut down pre... Yeah, I think I think that's what that list is. But Bejeweled yeah, so... for feature phones. It's uh... about time. <laughs> yeah. Can we just shut down feature phones in general? Well, no, because you, 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 you can't. Why not? Well, you've got the Nokia X, and you've got the new... Uh, oh, I know why. E. Because then uh, Jason Bourne wouldn't be able to just walk up to a stand, pay $20 for a phone, and slip it into somebody's pocket, and then call them. No, he would just have to pay 70 It would be no different. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, since he's totally loaded because he has all of the money in the world... That he stole from everybody else. Well, no, he, he got it from, you know, that uh, a safe or, uh, you know, a little drop box. Right. Uh, that, you know, the CIA has yeah, set up. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that I haven't actually seen the Bourne movies, right? What? Well, we didn't spoil anything. What? Okay, I'm coming over sometime. Well, I was planning on doing that for Senior Week, having you over for for a few days for Senior Week. Anyway. Right, good. I bring DVDs. I come bearing gifts. Yay! You better come bearing your laptop, too. Uh, That can't play DVDs. Their desktop. Okay, I can take that. That way we can play games. Mm-hmm. And I can teach you League, and I can play Braum. Who recently came out. Great. Actually, I'm really excited for this new character. So his lore has it so that there was a um, troll kid who got lured into a trap, into a mountain, where there was this magical door that shut behind him when he entered in. The magical door was unbreakable. So Brom, who was the hero of one of the nearby villages, ended up trying to punch his way through the door. Couldn't get through it because, hey, the door's unbreakable. Mm -hmm. So he ended up punching his way through the mountain. Yep in order to get into the cave where the troll kid was. Rescues the troll kid and then grabs the door and uses it as a shield as the mountain comes tumbling down on them. Why am I thinking about the song Secret Tunnel now? Oh. Secret Tunnel. Secret Tunnel. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So, moving on. So, Harmonix is famous for their Guitar Hero and Rock Band series, but way before that they had a game called Amplitude on the PS2. They now want to bring it to the PS3 and the PS4, and they have turned to Kickstarter to fund it. I didn't play the original, but the screenshots look kind of similar to AudioSurf, which is a good thing. And it's kind of unusual to see a game on Kickstarter that isn't for PC. Yeah. Apparently a lot of people liked the original Amplitude, but, you know, we're too young for that. Yeah. Well, except that you actually had consoles as a kid, but not the PS2. Didn't you have the uh, SNES? Well, yeah, but that was Grandma and Grandpa's. It wasn't at our house. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Dad didn't want us to have video games. My aunt and uncle got us a Game Boy Advance without... Dad just doesn't understand. No. Games are art. Or uh, something. Art. Well, they are now. <laughs> I mean, you can call Battletoads art all you want, but I'm going to disagree with you every step of the way. Journey. <laughs> Actually, today, I'm going to be reviewing the third act of Kentucky Route Zero, which is the closest thing that, that to... That game g- is pure art. That it is art. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, with no, those I, I reverse silhouette that. trees, it's insane. It's great. Um, I agree that video games today are art, that many of them today are art, mm-hmm. but some of the older ones, not as much. Yeah. Programmatic art. So, one of the one more reason to uh, look forward to the Tales of the Borderlands game, you know, that, that crossover that Telltale is doing. Well, not crossover, but, you know, this is the first time that somebody other than Gearbox is making a Borderlands game. Um, mm-hmm. 
the loot that you get in the game will be usable in other areas of the Borderlands franchise. It's not really clear uh, how exactly that'll work. Like, do you get, like, a code that you have to enter into the other game? Or is it, you know, like, is it reliant on your Gearbox uh, um, account? Or what, you know, is it, is it cross-platform? I have no idea. But uh, I'm sure that we'll find out eventually. In the meantime, they also released some pretty screenshots that we can look at. I like pretty. Woohoo! Uh, so is that why you're dating Sarah? What? Is that why you're dating Sarah? Because I like screenshots? No, because you like pretty. He oh. totally missed that. So hard. <laughs> it was a compliment to her, by the way. Like, yeah. I carefully no, crafted I that in my head. Job well done. Also, um, do we happen to know what sort of loot? Be, no. I'm sure there will be guns, they, because it's Borderlands. They literally just had, like, one sentence about it. Like, hey, you'll be able to use this loot in other parts of the franchise. And I was like, cool, tell me more. No. No. Nobody listens to me. No, nobody responds to my uh, request for comments. Hmm. Hmm. That contact form works. I don't know why. We, we need a we need a budget. We do need a budget. Sponsors. <coughs> Working on it. All right. Um. Oh yes. So the humble bundle. I like. I we all love the humble bundle. So new things. Um. It's the humble bun humble daily bundle. Two full weeks of bundles. Oh my goodness. Um. One new bundle a day, plus the spring sale, where they have a bunch of flash sales and other sales where 10% of proceeds go to charity. So, like, Saints Row 4 right now mm-hmm. is 10 bucks. Wow. The Saints Row Season Pass, $3.33. Octodad, $9. All right. Um, Surgeon Simulator 2013, $2.50. <laughs> um, and apparently there's going to be some other big... Uh, games coming on too. So like, um, uh, I had heard something about um, some of the Halo. Well, no, actually not some of the Halo games. Um, though, wait, Halo Spartan Assault is on sale. Um, so these these daily bundles, they're replacing the regular like two week long bundle, right? For two weeks, yes. And New the, bundles each day. What, each day. Did that start today? No, it started or, this past Monday, so we've missed a couple of days. Okay, that. okay. But this one has Saints Row 2, Saints Row the Third, Sacred 2, Risen 2, Dark Waters, Risen, well, Metro 2033. By, by the time this episode goes up, it's going to have changed. Yeah. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have to check back every day. Phone, so I'm telling me. you right now. Um, $9 or more gets you a bunch of things, plus uh, all the way up through Riptide, Dead Island Riptide. Um, so... Lots of good games. Lots and lots and lots of good games. What time does that update add? Um, I'm not sure, but a lot of them are flash sales. So like the Saints Row 4, Saints Row 4 Seasons Pass, and Monaco. Mm-hmm. They're all flash sales. Mo- Monaco um, uh, gets done in 40 minutes. Age of Empires 2 HD Edition, which is 5 bucks, gets done in a little over 4 hours, 4 and a half hours, and then the two Saints Row games get done in... A um, little over five and a half hours, so you want them, get them quick. Let's see. So, <clears throat> sorry. So Oculus VR has been awarded a patent for the ornamental design of a virtual reality headset. Not sure if this will help them fight Zenimax, but... Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it, since it's ornamental, it sounds like it's just, you know, what the VR headset looks like, not mm-hmm. necessarily any of the technology that went yeah. into it, which is what Zenimax is claiming they stole, but... Yeah. At least they're trying to protect themselves somehow. Yeah. It's like wearing half a condom. Oh, God, Ian, why did you just say that? 
No. I can't believe it. No. <laughs> Which half, the right or the left? <laughs> I mean, you can divide a condom a lot of ways. You yep. shouldn't divide it any. <laughs> Unless you're in like health class trying to demonstrate something. What would you be demonstrating? Well, uh, how it doesn't go over banana anymore now that it's been cut in half? A very unfortunate situation. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Escape. Escape. Speaking of Oculus, though. <laughs> now, here's the question. Was the condom already on when it was cut in half? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that when I'm drinking. <laughs> now, which way? The long way or the Shut short way? Shut up! <laughs> Oculus! Oculus! We're speaking of Oculus. We're speaking of Oculus. The Norwegian army's got a really cute, cool use for it. A cute use. A cute use. <laughs> it's so cute. It could be cute. No, they put it over the top front of their gun to <laughs> get the out of it. Well, they're uh, using it. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, they're experimenting with it as a use for a periscope for tank operators so they don't have to stick their head out of the hatch. So that would be helpful, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were still talking about the Oculus. I thought you were yes. talking about condoms. No, no. Oculus, no. shut up. So how expensive could that really be, though? Like To Extremely. make yeah. the yeah. system? Mm-hmm. Apparently it's much, much less expensive than developing their own technology for it because, you know, the Oculus... I guess it's like Dev what kits. three hundred and fifty bucks yeah. for each one, and, and then, then just they just have find to put, a camera and yeah, they have put, they put like four cameras on the tank, and they don't and probably then, have to be that high quality just yeah, to know. It just kind of st- st- sketches mm-hmm. stitches those yeah, four panoramic. images together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not too bad then. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, obviously they're not, they haven't deployed this yet. They're right. experimenting with and it. And when it's yeah. retail, uh, it'll be cheaper. Yeah, great. The Oculus Rift is the beginning of the era when mechs are going to be a thing in the military next. Hell yeah. I don't know about that. The future is now. Mechs are just Oculus physically unsound. Rift plus connect equals mech. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what rating would you guys expect The Sims 4 to get? Don't look up the answer. Cheaters. Uh, in, uh, I've never played The Sims. Like, uh, well, based on what you know of the series, what, what rating would you I expect know, it to T get? T for teen. T? Okay. Ian? Well, seeing as they bleep stuff out when you go to the bathroom. Blur, but yeah, I agree. I don't know. Blur, fine. No, you you, you bleep things, you, you bleep visual things, and you blur audio things. <gasps> okay. So, what do you what do you think? I don't know. E10, teen. Okay. Savannah? Probably the same, yeah. Alright. Well, Russia has given it an 18 plus rating due to the possibility of same-sex relationships in the game. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't banned outright, yeah. given Russia. Yeah. I mean, well, it, do- it doesn't matter. People are going to pirate it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and get their hands on it, but... Well, and I'm sure no shop there would actually enforce it either. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, I mean... Here's five rubles. Give me it. Yeah. A ru- I don't know. I feel like five rubles is worth, like, nothing, though. That's the point. Okay. Good. Because it's Sims 4. It's ancient. Anything supporting same-sex relationships make makes him a Sadomir Putin. Wow. <sighs> And no, The Sims 4 is not ancient. Sims 4 hasn't come out yet. It's coming out this fall. That that that's not The Sims. No, that came Sims out? Sims 3 is out. Oh, right that now. Sims 3. Okay, yeah. see, I don't play that game anymore. No. After it, after it changed from good to bad, it, it, it ended. Oh, uh, that's sad. What? You don't you don't stick with things even after they go sour? No, I'm not mad. Mm. Good point. Oh boy, sounds like there's a story to that. He uh, got some stale bread today. Really stale. <laughs> Why? It was free. 
Sounds like not. Same-sex marriages, though. Nintendo uh, came under fire. Uh, a compa- campaign got started to include same-sex marriage- marriages in their uh, upcoming game, Tomodachi Life, on the 3DS. It's actually been out in Japan for a while, and originally there was uh, same-sex marriages included, but it completely broke the game, so they had to patch it. So they uh, put out an apology saying, same-sex marriages in Tomodachi Life are not possible at this time, and we cannot patch it because everything breaks if we do that. Hmm. But uh, they have said that in future installments or future games, they will try to be more inclusive to everyone. I'm trying to imagine how this is breaking the game. Well, yeah, so like, also, what is a Tomodachi life? What is it? It is like me meets The Sims. Okay. Yeah. And you just kind of wa- you put yourself and your friends in a virtual life and watch them interact, and it's cute. So it would also be 18 plus then, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's much more cutesy, cartoony than it's The Sims would cutesy. be. It's very cutesy. Yeah. There's no well, bathroom business. There's no sexy times. There's... It's you can fall in love, but and and love can't do that in Russia either. <laughs> <laughs> but from Russia with love, no, can't no? do that. Oh, Mm-mm. all right. I'll let James Bond know. He's he's a good buddy of mine, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. James Buck. <laughs> Actually, that's my uncle, <laughs> <laughs> and he he used to introduce himself to people as Buck James Buck. Yes, <laughs> I love my name. <laughs> so, have you guys ever heard of Death Ball, a mod for Unreal Tournament 2003? Isn't that when you hold the ball and you everybody and then tries you to kill you? Die? I have no idea. I um, played I about Unreal Grit. 2003 on like some console thing. You did? Yeah. Wow. Somebody got it for me in like a five dollar bin. Okay. And it was like you know five dollars, so why not play? Sounds you, like your, a bundle. Your, your your body in that game it splits into large chunks. It's very impressive when you explode. I think it's called gibbing. I don't know. I don't play that game. Oh, sure. Um, the way you describe Death Ball makes it sound like Griff Ball. Is that... What's Griff Ball? I, I just mentioned that. It's basically the same thing, but in Halo, you... I forget how it works, but you basically turn into the character from Red vs. Blue, Griff. Okay. And everybody tries to kill you when you, while you try to score. All right. So in Griff Ball, it's, it's uh, two teams against one another. You have to grab the ball and get it into the scoring goal zone of the enemy team. You have to get it there, and I believe you have to stand in the zone for a couple of seconds without dying in order to score a point. Now, each person on the t- um, each person in the game is granted two weapons. You get the energy sword. Oh, boy. And you get the grav hammer, both with unlimited ammo. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you can either go around trying to kill the ball carrier, or you can play defense and try if somebody else is the ball carrier on your team, and go and kill all the guys on the enemy team, allowing your guy to get over to the scoring area. So hmm. what's the difference between this and, like, capture the flag? Um, well, it's instead of having um, uh, one have... big map, it's a small enclosed space. Okay. Where everybody can pretty much see everybody? Yes. Yeah. It's a court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, a court. Um, so the... Although one of the strategies, I'm not sure if this would work in Unreal, is using the grav hammer to boost your own guy who has the ball up so that he's in the scoring zone, but he's too high for anyone on the enemy team to be able to actually get. Troll. Um, yeah, I don't know if that would work in Death Ball, but the creators of the mod are creating a standalone game along the same lines, which is called Super Ball, and it looks like a hell of a good time. So... It's kind of like uh, a reimagining of soccer where you have a device similar to the gravity gun. So you can, you know, um, 
you can pass the ball to other people really easily. You can, you know, uh, I don't think you can like just suck it up from anywhere. You have to like walk over it in order to get it. That'd be a trap. But yeah, not suck. Attract. I like the word suck. Okay. Yeah, I know, but you also like the word attract too. That's a, that's a good practice with one though. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> we won't name which one. Um <laughs> yeah, but uh it looks like it's a, it's a hell of a good time. Um free to download right now. Nobody's hosting any, you know, they're they're not officially hosting servers, but you can host the server yourself. Um I think we should try it out. It looks like I fun. Really want to. Um and it's it's free right now? Yeah, cuz uh I I think I mean beta whatever standalone mod game thing. Uh, it says Super Bowl 0.2.4 download, which is only 265 megabytes for Windows. Yeah, that's going to so. take forever at home. Wait, what? How much? 200 and some megabytes. Do it here. I don't have my desktop here. Your desktop here. Yeah, no. Dude, the... Well, okay, I'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take me like 30 seconds. Maybe a minute. So, speaking of Unreal... Speaking of Unreal, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so Unreal. Hold up, um, is that literally a duplicate right next to each other? It may be. Oh no, where? never mind. Go on. You're confusing me. All right. Um, I'm confusing so me. A little while back, I believe it was last week, we talked about how Unreal Tournament is getting revived, and there's a new version of it coming out. Yes. 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 Made by the community and stuff, right? Um. As well as the developers. Yes. Made by, um, let's see, who is it? Epic. Epic and, um, yeah. Epic UT fans and UE4 developers. So, collaboration between, yeah, Epic, the fans of the game, and then Unreal Engine 4 developers. Um, so, let's see. Here's the plan. We've created a small team of UT veterans that are beginning to work on the project starting today. From the very first line of code, the very first art created and design decision made, development will happen in the open as a collaboration between Epic UT fans and UE4 developers. We'll be using forums for discussion and Twitch streams for regular updates. If you're a fan and want to participate, create a free account and join the forum discussion. All code and content will be available live to UE4 developers on GitHub. And the game will be true to its roots as a competitive first-person shooter, and it will be focused on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Now, here are some of my favorite things. So what's the catch? First things first, it will take many months until the game is playable by gamers. This is real development from scratch. Second thing... Real development. This is my favorite. When the game is playable, it will be free. Not free to play, just free. Yay! Um, and then we'll eventually create a marketplace where developers, modders, artists, and gamers can give away, buy, and sell mods and content. Earnings from the marketplace will be split between the mod content developer and Epic. And that's how we plan to pay for the game. Cool. So it's a free game. Um, it's essentially going to be funded by the community making things and selling things. So it's like TF2 but better. Yeah, even yeah, way better. It's pretty interesting considering like what you see people make in games with that kind of engine, like uh, mm-hmm. Trials, the Trials games. People create yeah. amazing stuff. So if they have access to more stuff like that, and that's how they're going to base the... What am I saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I'm thinking of, like... So, you know how... I mean, obviously, if you make a mod, you know, and you want to distribute it yourself, that's probably possible in this situation, you know, and, yeah. and not go to the marketplace. Um, But honestly, like, why would you do that? Because by bringing it to the marketplace, you are supporting the thing that, you know, is allowing you to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's free. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for our third Unreal story this t- today, um, Unreal Engine Four. You know they're they're updating it every month because they have the uh, you know you pay nineteen dollars every month to get the new and improved updated version. Um, and obviously they're going to be adding lots and lots and lots of features because that's the only way to get people to keep paying for it every month. Um, so they are actually letting us see exactly what they are working on as they're working on it. They've made their Trello board open for everyone to see, and you can even vote on features that you know that you want them to work on first. Um, so the voting I think would probably be most useful for developers who are you know are actively using the engine for their own games. Um, but you know if if we go on there and we see something that we think is really cool, I suppose we can vote for it too. Mm-hmm. I'm all for community-based stuff. I mean, voice of the people, make yourself heard. All right. Um, oh, so look, uh, Nintendo, we love Nintendo. Woo-hoo. Someday. Um, so, some interesting news from Nintendo's financial results briefing this week. Okay, you're wow. going to have to go back and say that again. We lost you for a moment. <laughs> Indeed, Mr. Robot Man. You have English. No, he's not a robot. He's auto-tuned. You have English very well. <laughs> Some interesting news from Nintendo's financial results briefing this week. Nintendo knows that its best strategy is using its well-known characters to sell first-party games. They are taking a cue from Skylanders and will soon be releasing figurines that are NFC-enabled. And future games on the Wii U and 3DS will interact with them. That actually sounded really cool. Yeah. Because you were doing a silly voice and being slightly distorted at the same time. Only slightly. Well, you know, it got better as as he went on. (laughs) And now you sound normal. That's good. Okay. So Nintendo is also releasing a companion app for Mario Kart 8 that's going to be available on mobile and PC. Uh, it's going to be available in Japan, but we're not sure if it's coming to the Western markets. But uh, it's not really a game. It's just sharing footage and stats for your Mario Kart 8, you know, friends and yeah. associates. I and think it's a really good leaderboards. step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you're going to be able to, like, log in with a... a Nintendo ID of some sort. Though, of some sort. They don't know, I'm, though. Well, I mean, I'm not failed. familiar with uh, how far they've gotten in making actual Nintendo accounts on their systems they're, right now. They're it's getting there. Poor. You have to have it okay. on 3DS now if okay. you're using the eShop. Interesting. Plunk. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we know. Thanks. I love how you tried to silently say that and then all of the computers <laughs> in this room plunked. Yeah. <laughs> well, how else am I supposed to do it? I don't know. Interject with your words? Well, normally I just write it directly into the show notes, but whatever. <laughs> um, Comment. That computer's going to sleep. Well, it doesn't sleep, per se, but anyway. Now we can see. Okay. Um, so If it does fall asleep, let me know and I'll start snoring for you all. <laughs> to make it more realistic. So, a surprise twist. Uh, Nintendo is looking at developing a new console for emerging markets. It seems like they're looking specifically at China, now that China is allowing, you know, uh, consoles into their into their country. Um, emerging markets are really risky, though, especially, you know, if we're talking about one where video games are already well entrenched, just, you know, not on consoles. So what do you think this mystery console device would be like? 
they they say that they're going to have to like come up with something entirely new. Now, um, knowing Nintendo, uh, nothing I see Nintendo doing is new. Well, Nintendo, they, they tied a tablet to their Nintendo to their isn't console. known for newness. They're no old, known for. Have you oldness. seen the Wii? Yeah, ten years ago. Like yeah, ten years later, it's ancient. Okay, right. Let me rephrase that for you, Ryan. Their software is known for being replaying the fan value and getting into the core games they made a long time ago. But their hardware stuff is all focused on being new and novel things, not necessarily things that are always the most useful, like the 3DS or maybe the tablet and the Wii U, but it's still novel. I don't think any hardware that Nintendo makes is novel. Their hardware is lackluster, poorly made, horribly expensive, and what you get out of it in the long run is a joke. I mean, it took a plus one generation to even get HD on the Wii U. That's absurd when everybody else launched immediately with HD content. Right, but so that's not going to be a problem in an emerging market. Well, you know, they no, don't have to do the HD thing. 720 no. then. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's still HD. You still need to actually have specs. Considering China, all over the place, this has Oppos popping up for $300. That's true. So there is no excuse for Nintendo to make some piece of plastic joke. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Now, I feel like if they were going to launch any kind of console, it'd be very similar to just a DS, very similar to the 2DS in that case. Yeah. So they'd make a handheld yeah. rather than a Well, that's what they do console. well anyway. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, look at those DS sales in general. They're, they're the only good spot. That's very true. I don't feel like there's a lot of people who can afford a $500, $300 uh, console. Yeah, I mean, when like, there's when there's not that many people around here... That can do the same thing. In China, be... it's even less. Yeah. Right. Although they have more people, so divide that by... No, I don't no, think so. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's still not going to be Everybody's right. working at Foxconn. No. So can they, can they, like, I don't know, swipe one or two uh, devices as they're making them? Sure. <laughs> they might not have hands for long, but... <laughs> Is this Aladdin, then? Aladdin. I don't watch TV. You, uh, you've you had, like, your whole life to watch Aladdin. Why would I ever watch that? It's absurd. Because Disney. it's a Disney movie? I don't like Disney. I like Pixar. They're very different. They, I suppose. One of them, Steve Jobs. Yeah, and one of them actually has real stories. <laughs> Jeeves Stobbs? Indeed. Yep, Jeeves Stobbs. All right. Um, moving on. Now that we've had enough spoonerisms for one day. Actually, there's never enough spoonerisms in one day. Why do they always come from you, too? Because I enjoy Swinerisms. Well, because they're identical to Coldplay, but whatever. No? What? You two, Coldplay, they're the same, even though they're totally different. What does that have to do with Swinerisms? I'm so confused. Yeah, okay. I am too. Coldplay? To you? Right. <laughs> How do you Spoonerism you two? Don't answer to that. You. Just move on. Let's move on. All right, so moving on. Um, oh, hey, look, that's what this one is. All right, so we've talked about Ryan's favorite non-video game video game thing a few times. Which was what? Journey? Which is Guild Wars 2. Oh, that's a, not a video game? <laughs> no, it's a video game. Okay. Um, as is your job. As is my job. Uh, so at the end of the global event last year, one of the big things that happened was the destruction of Lion's Arch, which is essentially the main character base, I would essentially call it. It's where all of the nations within the game itself come together, sort of a communal response. So that was destroyed. Uh, now there's this upcoming global... Wait, did I just get um, a spoiler? No, because no. it was a global event. It's already oh, happened. right, okay, right, right, okay. Not worrying about it, then. No, don't worry about it. Okay. 
Um, so now, uh, New Guild Wars 2 thing, Festival of the Four Winds. It's another global um, celebration thing, um, obviously, because it's a festival. Uh, and ArenaNet has released a video for it, a little teaser video for it, and it's it seems to show possible um, rebuilding of Lion's Arch. It says on the page, the Zephyrites have returned to support Lion's Arch. Learn more about the Festival of the Four Winds on this page. So that means that there's a chance that we might actually get to see it rebuilt soon. So the uh, rumors are that uh, Lion's Arch was destroyed, of course, in the previous arc of the story, and that the new arc there will be the progression of another dragon and stuff, but during that period of time, Lion's Arch will be rebuilt, and this will be the starting of that, the beginning of that. Uh, the last time we had the Zephyrites around, there was a big uh, political thing in the story that revolved around uh, around Lion's Arch, and we got to vote during that time period. So presumably, there could be some voting going on in this section of the story, too. Like, okay. how do we want to rebuild Lion's Arch, for example? Like we said, more community-driven things, more decisions made by the community, mm -hmm. more stuff that we like. Cool. Also, speaking of which, last week was the launch of Guild Wars 2 in China. Ah. And cool. two weeks before that, it was the start of the head start of Guild Wars 2 in China. So they, if you pre-ordered, you get early access and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it went into public release. So... This content is being aimed at basically those new Chinese players because worldwide the synchronized story is available. Okay. So imagine you bought the game last week and suddenly two weeks into the game you're met with an entire new part of content for free just suddenly. Uh, well, that sounds like the uh, boat that I'm in right now. Right. Right. I mean, oh, I haven't played the game yet. At all. <laughs> yeah. Have fun she with that. that. Yes, yes. I'm at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to play. I've, I've got three time. computers here for available use too, so don't worry. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's only a bike ride away. Uh huh. Woohoo! And there was much rejoicing. Mm. So we have some more information about Sunset Overdrive, which was one of the one of the X few Bone. Xbox One exclusives that X actually. Bone. Yes, Xbox. Uh, one of the few exclusives that I was interested in, you know, when they announced it at uh, E3 last year. It, it will be a zombie game of sorts, but it takes the usually dreary setting of a game of you know that genre and imagines the apocalypse is kind of the rock and roll end times. So the outbreak happens when an energy drink company hosts a citywide party to celebrate the release of their latest product. That sounds like a, a party that we'd all go to. No way. Well, especially Matt. Is there ice cream? Uh, you can probably put your energy drink into an ice cream. Done. Yes. Actually... That reminds me of something that I'm planning on doing sometime soon. Um, I'm glad that I, I didn't just give you a terrible idea. Well, I mean, I can do this with an energy drink, and it won't have any negative effects, I don't think. Um, do you know what the process of spherification is? With no. You add um, some sort of protein that's found specifically in algae. It's, it's, it's an algae of some sort, and then you put it into a bath, or sorry, you mix it into whatever liquid that you want, spherified, and then you put that into a bath of water that has some sort of calcium stuff, some calcite in it. Um, and once you do that, the two chemicals react and form an edible outer shell on the um, on the liquid that you want to have spherified. So have you ever been to like um, uh, a Froyo place or a make-your-own ice cream thing place that has 
something called like little bobas, which are like little pearls with juice inside. No, that sounds good though. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm. You can do it with just about any liquid. So you can do it with everything from pea soup to I'm planning on grabbing a friend, making it with blackberry whiskey, and then putting that on ice cream. Okay. So back to the energy drinks. Um, <laughs> back to the, right. And I can do that with energy drinks too. That's the whole thing that came up. In Yay. Um, but like if you do that, does. you'll still turn into a zombie just like everybody else because apparently that's the effect that the energy drink has on people. Um, Seems like the opposite effect of an energy drink. Shouldn't it give you energy instead well, of making No, no, no. Dead? Like, they become like these monster things. They're not like, you know, zombies that you would normally think of. They're, they're you know, I don't know. They're these monsters that you have to fight in the game. Um, and it still just looks just as colorful and action-packed as it did last year when we saw, you know, the first little video of it. Um, but unfortunately, I can't play it. This is Sad interesting day. to me because I was on Guy Online in 2006, and they had an event where uh, there was... The richest company in Gaia was having a party to promote their energy drinks. Oh, no. And then the aliens that have been hanging out in the world uh, created their own product to rival that. Okay. Their product ended up turning people into aliens. And the Gambinos, the rich people's drink, turned it back into humans. So this is uh, this is very familiar to me. So is that something... What What is Gaia Online? Uh, it's a MMO... Okay, so yeah. so you could go w- with your character, drink one of them, turn into an alien, go and drink the other one, turn yes. back into a human. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe somebody played that game Actually, who works at Insomniac. And that was in 2006, so... Oh, there was something else that it reminded me of. Back when Caleb and Jonas and I had rat tails. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it reminds me almost of... Um... Oh, shoot, what's that satire movie? It stars Terry... Um... So it's the guy from the 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 Old Spice commercials. Um, what? Idiocracy with Brondo. Isaiah Mustafa was in that movie. No, Terry Gilliam or something like that. Are you talking? Are you talking about different Old Spice commercials that I'm thinking of? Maybe the black guy from the. Um, uh, I'm on a horse. Different black guy, the one that rides the tiger. What? The one from the Power Over Black and Power Wash. I haven't seen that one. Oh, we'll have to do that later. Um, where there's a tangent every 30 seconds. Yeah, where there's a tangent every 30 seconds, and we promise to watch advertisements on purpose. Do we? <laughs> well, oh, right. Yeah, yeah that, that's what that exactly. is. Exactly. Anyway, but so with the, the idiocracy thing, it's just instead of water, they the entire economy has replaced everything with um, this, this energy drink called Brondo. Of course they did. Because it, it's got what plants need. It's got what plants crave. Electrolytes, power lights, more lights than your body. No, now you're talking about power thirst. Either way, they're both real things now. Good. I don't want to try both. Either way, so not going to make that joke. That's a bad joke. Um, never the stopped anyone before. To talk about. What? No. It never stopped anybody before. This one does. Okay, just talk but about I, that jam thing. What? Just talk about the jam thing. New jam, new jam, woo, new game jam. So it's called Accessibility Jam. And it is specifically geared, um, it's a game jam specifically clear or geared towards making games specifically for people who um, are slightly disabled, whether that being in cognitive, hearing, vision, motor sense, or inclusive, 
inclusivity sense, it says. Uh, so the goal of this jam is to raise awareness, giving developers knowledge and experience of how to make mainstream video games accessible to gamers with disabilities, provide good examples of what's possible, and to move accessibility towards being widely accepted good practice in the game design process. Yeah, I've, I've played tons of games where, like, I'm, I just go, look at it and go, you know, a colorblind person would not be able to do this at all, you know? And that's, like, the only one that I'm even aware of. Like, I'm sure there are other tons of other issues that, you know, I can't even fathom. Yeah, like, let's see. Isn't catering for people with disabilities too difficult and expensive for a jam? A great deal can be achieved through simple design choices based on two key principles, communicating information in multiple ways, such as icons as well as color or text as well as speech. And it's your thing with the colorblindness. Yeah. Offering players some flexibility in how they play, such as difficulty settings or remappable controls. Um, so, I know, I think that this is really, really cool. The fact that they're bringing attention to this and doing what they can to, um, <clears throat> to make it a thing and to help out some people and some gamers who are part of this community who don't always have the easiest time being the part of this community. Mm-hmm. As you know, we, we, we let cool things. Well, so, oh, it's I mean... Cognitive hearing, vision, motor, and speech. Okay. Those are the five things that they're focusing on. So people who cognitive disabilities, who have hearing disabilities, who have vision disabilities, who have motor disabilities, and who have speech disabilities. So uh, this is going to be cool. How would a speech disability affect your ability to play a game? Unless it's like an online game. But Connect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better with connect. that requires voice controls or things like that. I haven't played many games that require that kind of thing. Uh-uh. And when I do, I just go gimmick and move on with my life. So Ingress, Ingress doesn't have any voice controls at all, even though my phone's the only device where I would use voice commands ever. Um, they have increased their level cap for the first time since the game launched last year. So players can now get up to level 16. Actually, oh my gosh, it was more than a year ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's two years. Yeah. Um, so... Levels 19 through 9 through 16 <laughs> uh, require you to have, you know, increasing numbers of achievements in addition to just straight up experience points. Um, and the new levels come with increased XM storage that allows them to and it re- allows them to recharge resonators at longer distances. However, items are still capped at level eight, so you won't be able to, like, make longer, you know, connections or anything by being a level 10 Um I hear that you're pretty pissed about this, Ryan. Game's dead. All right. So, Guild Wars 1... You heard it here first. Yeah, game's dead. So, Guild Wars 1 had a level cap of 20. So, Guild Wars 2 has a level cap of 80. There were four expansions in Guild Wars 1. None of them changed the level cap. Okay. The reason you don't do that is because it's a vertical creep. So, to to reduce grind, you don't keep increasing the vertical. You add horizontal. So, nobody's better because they've grinded for longer... They just look cooler or have maybe more accessibility to certain things. So I think instead they should have not done the increased levels. They should have just mm-hmm. been new levels. So you could have still been a level eight, but then started over as a level one in some other type of category. Hmm. So then a person who just started playing the game could level both simultaneously where you could only want level one at the time. You already have the advantage of being a level eight. Now you get to do something else. So maybe you can level storage independently from burst range or something. And but you would have to like choose one of those things. Not necessarily. Yeah, it would just 
do if you do something more or you do something else, you would choose mm. like deterministically, I guess. So have way. instead of having like just the achievements for right. recharging lots of resonators, actually give you the ability to recharge resonators better if you do that all the time. Right, all the time. Right, okay. exactly. And obviously, everybody get points for hacking. Everybody get points for exploding things. Yeah. The game is gone now. It's over. The the vertical has been screwed up. It the game is over. Uninstall it immediately. Quit playing. Tell them what's right. But on the other hand, like it it's not giving those people a huge huge advantage. Like recharging resonators is difficult enough. At you know even with right. those advantages. Right. I think it's a demoralizing and... advantage because you're already level twenty. Nobody who's going to come and play this game now. It's just over. Hmm. The the grind is too hard. Even to get from zero to eight, it's too hard. Yeah. I'm still level seven. I'm, if they had done this and then maybe slid down the uh, grind a little bit, so made level eight only take a million instead of the 1.9 billion, it would have been okay. You sound mad. I- I'm very angry with this game. <laughs> it was such a great idea, and then they just ruined it all because of people getting bored and whining. Well, that's okay because Run an Empire is going to come out soon. But you don't run. But you can walk. You can walk and do it. I don't think I'm. Uh, I think the whole genre is just gone. The whole genre. Yeah, it's over. There's not. There's, wow. It's a dead end. It's it's quickly, obviously, just over. Because <laughs> I'm still really excited about this genre. No, it's, it's especially it's, since it's, I have a bike. It's a dead end. Bikes are great. I I agree, but it's a dead end. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm still having fun with it. <laughs> you, you'll get bored of it as soon as you start trying to grind a level eight. You know, it's. it's I'm over. not. I'm not trying to grind a level eight. I just go, hey, I want to go for a bike ride right now. I'm gonna go and do the portals that are in my area. Grinding. Woo-hoo. All right, well, you kitties whine. I'm going to move on to the next article. All right. <clears throat> so, Dragon Age Inquisition. I am excited for this game. If you guys didn't know that already, I don't know what you've been listening to when I've talked about it before. Um, Do you hear something? <clears throat> like somebody talking? No. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I you guys, but that wouldn't really do anything. <laughs> I can mute you, and it would do everything. I won't, I though, because I, I need you. Cuss and then, as soon as it came back on, I'd sit and cuss more and make Ryan do yeah. lots and lots and lots of things. So, yes, cats. All right. Uh, so, continuing. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition. There's new screenshots that have been revealed, as well as a first look at some new areas. So, in particular, this place called the Emerald Graves. Um, let's see. So, the Emerald Graves are a mix of the old elven burial grounds and a noble Orlesian playground. So, it's it's a big hunting area where the lower part's been a little bit more civilized. There's roads, there's signs, there's, ooh, civilization. And then up towards the top, you get into an ancient elven burial ground, and the entire thing is just radiating beauty. The whole, all these screenshots are just gorgeous, and the more and more... Can you get cancer from the beauty? Uh, only if the sun can give you cancer. So looking at some of these, con- is it like, so is this in-game art or is it concept art? This is, I think this is actually in-game art. So like, it, that looks really nice. Yeah. I, I forget where I saw these screenshots, but I saw some screenshots of Crisis 3 at 8K <laughs> resolutions, and it looks like a painting. It's amazing. Yeah. Just zoom in for like a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, that, uh... However many megapixel, no, gigapixel picture yeah. of Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. All right, so pretty things. Yay. That's all. Time for an experimental puzzle game. In- I, I have no idea how to pronounce this. It's either like Inger or Ingare or something. Um, 
This is a game that asks players to observe a moving object and figure out what point on that object will create a particular pattern as it moves through space. So, is your mind blown yet? Slightly. It's really cool. So, so think about like if you go to like a, a science museum, you know, and they've got uh, they've got kind of a you know like a pendulum swinging two pendulums swinging in perpendicular directions and you know like you can connect a a pencil to them and then draw the pattern that they would you know that they make as they're swinging uh that's yeah. kind that's kind of what this concept is um yeah. so i i man i really like the the just the puzzle concept but also the way that the creator has connected it to ancient iranian art which is heavily pattern based because math is really cool and so are fractals now, here's something that's even a little bit crazier. The guy who's designing the game, because I went and looked at the article a little bit, the guy who's designing the game, he won his first award for a game design when he was 11. Yeah. Well, no, I, that uh, that wasn't a game design. That was that was an award that he got at his school for, or like, a programming competition. Um, I think it, he was 16 when he first brought a game idea to a game awards show. Yeah. Yeah. But still, young man. Young man. Highly talented man. I'm I'm excited to see what this is going to look like, and I am excited to see what he's going to come up with in the future. Mm-hmm. It looks really hard, though. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I have a spatial mind, so I'll probably have an easier time than you, but easier is a relative term here. There are so many points that you can choose, though, and so many different parts of like the motion that it could be applied to. Oh, man, this is going to be so hard. Yep. Uh, I'd rather just, like, I don't know, watch watch patterns get drawn. All day. <laughs> yeah, like that sample video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I could watch that for a while. Mm-hmm. Go and see, actually, look at some of the live stream from our May Day conference here at Gustavus. They had the Buddhist monks doing um, stand, sand art. Oh, that sounds really cool. It was gorgeous. I don't know if they still have it online, to be honest, but I hope they do. All Every, right. Everything um, must be archived. Yes. Always. So, speaking of art... Um, <clears throat> Another game that's coming out that I would I would honestly call art just because it's the art style itself is beautiful and the company that's doing this game has a good reputation for the music that they do. Mm, indeed. So Transistor is the game that's coming out. It was made by the guys who did Bastion. Who was it? A Grammy nomination or did they actually win the Grammy? I have no idea. I have no idea what the music won, but. Um. Uh, let's see. Bastion Soundtrack Awards. So I know this is unheard of, but I'm watching some gameplay footage from this, or some art, mm-hmm. and even I like this. Yeah. Yeah. You should go play Bastion. Don't play yeah. games. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, I'll look, I'll look that up later while we're doing stuff. But, so, what I was just saying is that it is now available for, um, pre-purchase as well as not only the game, but you can also pre-purchase the game plus the soundtrack. Oh my godness, it um, comes out next week. Wow. Or the soundtrack by itself. It comes out on May 20th, so so pretty much a week from today. So do we have uh, prices for that? Um, yeah, $20. $20 for the game, $30 for the game plus soundtrack, and $10 for the soundtrack by itself. Okay. Too bad they didn't, like, I don't know, make the game plus soundtrack a little bit less than buying them individually. Yeah. Oh well. It's fine. Yep. At least it's not more. Do I have to buy it through Steam? Um, you know, anywhere that you buy it from will probably just give you a Steam key anyway. That's how PC gaming works these I hate days. Steam. It's so great. No, it's the worst thing. It's the best thing. Uh, besides humble bundles. It's even worse. 
What, Humble Bundles are worse? Yes. Why? It's spyware. But you get them DRM free. Yeah, spyware. How's that spyware? They haven't been verified by uh, anyone. Oh my god, you're Microsoft. Pa- you're pathetic. <laughs> this is exactly what we're trying to avoid with Windows, is Microsoft putting their paws on everything. Microsoft. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty apt uh, motion. <laughs> what else is going on in PC games? So, uh, Company of Heroes 2 is going back to the series' original settings with the Western Front Armies, which is a standalone multiplayer pack. comes out on June 24th. I find it rather odd that they're doing that, because a lot of people, you know, with a lot of people didn't like Company of Heroes 2 as much as the original, and now they're basically trying to redo the original in the one that people don't like as much. <laughs> well, why, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't I don't they know. try to appeal to them? I guess. Well... I mean, I, I don't think that this is what the people meant by we like the original better. <laughs> it, I don't, I don't, it's not the setting that they want. It's, you know, it, it was gameplay. So it's a standalone uh, what? Yeah, it's, it's. What does that mean? You can buy it without owning the core original. Game. Yes. That's very strange. Do you even call it re- something related then? Well, I mean, it's, it probably like runs on the same engine and it'll use probably the same, um, you know, matchmaking and everything. It's just um, another game. Like, it, it kind it, of it's is. It's really weird. It's to have closely it so tied. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the Xbox's disadvantages has always been the fact that video streaming services such as Amazon Instant, Netflix, Hulu, etc., um, they required an Xbox Live Gold subscription for you to even like think about getting into them. Crazy. But but Microsoft will soon be dropping that requirement. Microsoft. Yay, Microsoft. <laughs> um. Make sure to speak into it. (laughs) You know, you want to speak into it. Indeed. Uh, So another disadvantage that they've had has been the price of the Xbox One, which has been... X-Bone. X-Bone, yes. I was waiting for you to say that. Um, And that's always, of course, been attributed to the fact that they bundle in the Kinect. So starting on June 9th, Microsoft will be selling a $400 version of the Xbox One without the Kinect, bringing down the price to, you know, be... The same as the PS4s. So, do you think this will boost sales significantly? It piqued my interest. So, if you've been tracking the PS4 and Xbox, as they say, sales, the uh, Xbox One is trailing by mm-hmm. you know two or three million okay. per quarter. So, and it's been what two quarters ish, two full quarters, and then we have the next quarter going on here. So, wow, did they really only just? Launched this winter? Yeah, yeah they had, so they it's, did. It's only two full quarters right now, at mm-hmm. least. So I, I don't know if this will actually make the sales go too high right now, but come this winter, at this price, retailers can even get it lower, you know, through the gift cards sure, and through their sure. own promotions. So it might actually make it a, a difference then. I think it's a much better option than just straight up drop dropping the price, you know, mm-hmm. and still bundling in the Connect mm-hmm. because also a lot of people just don't like the idea of having the Connect there. Well, um, but then you have the problem that PS4 runs into that not everybody has the moves, so then you can't rely on that capability anymore. Right, but you don't. But it was all gimmicky anyway, yeah, so it. it's it's okay. The funny thing about the PS4 though is that tons and tons and tons of people have been buying the the camera mm-hmm. because they want to stream with their own you know video stream in there as well it's funny that yeah i don't know so the usb th- camera doesn't work uh i have no idea i have no idea if that's supported and i doubt it probably sony yeah i mean they didn't they didn't even support like playing local mp3 files for a while i don't know if they've built that in yet 
updated that. What a shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunities all around. Yeah. All right, so I don't know if we've talked about this game on here yet. I don't think so. I don't remember talking about it. Um, so it's called A Story About My Uncle. Um, it's, it's a new trailer that has been released for this story. It looks like it's another, um, more than anything, it looks like it's half platformer, half story game. Um, so like Dear Esther, but actually amusing. Um, so you go through, from what I can tell from the video, you go through in this, the surrealist landscape with, with the glove that gives you this tether that can pull you towards objects and allow you to swing like Spider-Man um, from object to object while navigating, cool uncle. Yeah, while navigating this world's essentially floating rock chunks like you have in many platformer-style games. Um, the never-explained floating rock chunks. Yes. Now, there were two other characters that I saw in the game because, for the most part, you seem to be the only one in the game other than these two characters. There was a girl who was... A little bit disfigured for a human, so not quite human-shaped, really close, but not quite there, because she was uh, colored blue a little bit, and she had hands for feet. Um, Avatar? I don't know. Hmm. That's what makes it so captivating, is this. And then, also at the very end, I think I saw the only enemy that you have in the game, which looks like a giant one-eyed bat-worm thing that will eat you. Okay. But other than it looking to be like a story game that has some fun platforming stuff, I'm not exactly sure um, when it's coming out. But it's made by Coffee Stain Studios, so the guys that did Sanctum, as well as I believe they did um, Goat Simulator. Yes, yes, the name sounds familiar because I went and you know blew up their uh, their little studio in the game. Yes. So why did I spend two hours playing that game? <laughs> it's all your fault, Ian. Why'd you buy it? I don't know. Why'd you play it? Because it's there. Nope, that's not an answer because I haven't played most of the things in my Steam library. Uh, I need to reevaluate my life. Sorry. Oh, so it looks like it... No, it's not a remake. This must be the alpha. Are we still talking about the... Yeah, I'm looking at supposedly a gameplay video and it looks, looks kind of interesting. Only kind of? Well, I mean, it's the graphics are not updated, but it looks like the same stuff from the original game is there. It's just the the gameplay trailer that was most recently released is really pretty. Okay, that's a good sign. So, at the very least, graphics updates. That's all. Yay! Yay! You know what else has graphics updates? Hoenn remakes! Woohoo! Trumpets! <laughs> so, we've got uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are the titles. And we know nothing about them. You heard it here first. <laughs> we know nothing. Well, we, I accepted the remakes. So. Except that they're full remakes. You know what I learned this week? What? Hoenn remakes, everybody turns into a trumpet. Yes. That's what I've learned. Yes. What does it mean? Did you not play the Hoenn games? No. Remember I had a Game Boy right. Color it's and I played all, Crystal. The soundtrack is all brass. Yay! It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. John Williams must be proud. <laughs> oh, I- we're we're playing two John Williams pieces for commencement this year. Nice. From what movies? Uh, well, the first one is the Olympic fanfare and theme. So oh, oh, of course. And then the other one is called the Cowboys. Um, is the name of the song? It's from a John Wayne movie, I believe. So let's look it up. Uh, 
Hold up a sec. Uh, Dirty Harry or something. Yeah. Is that what his ca- voice sounds like? John Wayne and the Cowboys. Uh, it was written for them for a John Wayne movie. Okay. Did you find out which one? John Wayne and the Cowboys. Oh, they literally called the movie that. Yes. <laughs> How creative. So, okay, so Ruby and Sapphire. When did those come out originally? 2002. And that and that was on the Game Boy Advance yes. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they the first ones that came out on Game Boy Advance? Yes. Or Okay, okay. So I played Sapphire. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I finished. Pretty sure. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's Good. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruby and Sapphire themselves didn't have much for post game. So, but uh, Emerald did. Yep. So we're um, for post game. Post game content. Yeah. Like they release extra content after. No, no, no but like after the Elite Four. After the Elite Four. Uh, after the main story. Okay. Didn't you play this game. I played Crystal. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Didn't okay. you just go all twenty thousand floors up into that battle tower? Maybe. Actually, I never went and beat Red. I never did that. You didn't finish That's the game post-game. then. No, I know. I always got like close, bored, and then started over or something. Oh man! Or maybe I had bad cartridges that would corrupt my game files. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. That was like 2006. <laughs> so, well, what's their uh, gimmick with these remakes? Uh, they're on the XY engine. That's a pretty good gimmick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we we have only seen a clip of a cutscene featuring uh, Groudon and Kyogre, and that's all we've got. Pokemon Get TV showed that a couple days ago. It was like 12 seconds long, and from that. All we got is that it's definitely on the XY engine. Do we, we should, have a? We should find a link for that. Suspected uh, November. November. Yep. Oh, that yes. Sounds good. And I, I think that's known. That's not suspected. Okay. Right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. confirmed. Yep. Well, that's pretty fast then. Yeah. Now, is that one of their worldwide rollouts, or is that one of their Japan first? It's worldwide. Oh, good. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, not good enough of a reason to just go out and buy a 3DS, though. I would, maybe a 2DS. Yep, yeah, maybe a 2DS. Like, I keep thinking the same thing. I would, because the 3DS also has other solid games on it right now. Still waiting for that uh, Golden Sun second game. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about now. Uh, we talked about it on this show, like, a couple months ago. Golden Sun. It was one of your uh, guests' favorite games. We haven't had a guest in a very long time. Like I said, a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And so you can see my Golden Sun box right over there by the monitor, because I was holding it up in front of the camera, but you guys weren't watching. Uh, no. TV is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screens hurt my eyes. Yeah. It w- <laughs> makes you wonder why I do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little oh, bit. Man. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. More Pokemon. Great. Woo. Although uh, people are always all like... Uh, Nintendo's been reporting some heavy losses, and suddenly we have a new Pokemon game. Mm. Oh, well, that's <laughs> so true, but, I mean, it's either this or it's new IP, and they're certainly not good at new things. No. Let's see, X and Y were the first ones that they came out with on the 3DS, right? Yes. Okay. And that was just last year? Yes. No. Yeah? yeah? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my La- gosh. Last October. Mm-hmm. Well, that- obviously, they're working in it concurrently. Like, there's no other way. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. 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 So, what, so, if after this, would they? what, what else could they remake? Diamond and Pearl. Okay. Nope. Those are seven-year-old games already. My gosh, that's insane. What? Yeah. And by the time they get around to it, it'll be eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were there any between Diamond and Pearl and X and Y? Yes. There was Black and White and Black and White 2. Oh, of course. Black and... <laughs> how do I forget about those? Well, it's Because they were easy. awful. Oh, yeah, okay. that, that's <laughs> how. Leafreon! Anyway. But yeah, so my feeds were kind of flooded with uh, Savannah re-blogging everything... 
about Hohen uh, confirmed. About Hohen confirmed. I like how your feeds can get flooded by that alone. Well, well yeah, because like, dude, my the the three Tumblr feeds that I that I subscribe to outnumbered my gaming news feeds in terms of unread articles at one point this week because of Savannah. <laughs> well and done, Savannah alone. <laughs> Best news source. <laughs> yes. And and so it was at about that time when I was like, well, maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should have Savannah on about this. There's no There's information for me no to talk about. about. Well, well, but I'm excited. So they're going to talk more about it sometime, E3? Uh, uh, we assume so, because uh, Coro Coro leaked already, and mm-hmm. there's no information in there either. So next Coro Coro and E3. What is a Coro Coro? Uh, it's the magazine that Game Freak uh, gives their information to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's who develops all the Pokemon games. And E3 is when? June, early June, 10th through 12th. So that's about okay. the time that Korokoro will be leaking as right. well. Yeah. Now, do uh, we know if uh, Nintendo's having a presence this year? Because you know, last year they're oh, doing we're too good for E3. No, they're they're doing their Nintendo Direct during E3 thing again. They just suck. like last year. Whatever. Company's gone. It's dead. <laughs> just like Ingress. Yeah, but at least they don't have somebody up on a stage talking about lady boners. Yes. What? Looking at you, Ubisoft. Uh-huh. They had her on two years in a row. She's the worst. She's the worst. Wait, who is this? I don't know. I mean, some lady. And I... she kept trying to be edgy Funny? and raunchy. Yeah. And just, she did such a bad job. It was terrible. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it was, al- lady it was almost <laughs> as bad as watching the VGXs slash VGAs. Like, just the jokes. The yeah. forced jokes and the not knowing anything about video game culture. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a pretty girl, so that means that nerds are bound to watch, right? Right. Because they don't have yes. any of those. No, no. They don't have any what? Girls? Pretty girls. Ah, yes. Present company excluded, of course. No offense to any gamer girls out there. <laughs> no, because we're being completely sarcastic, which is why it's okay, right? Totally. Uh, how do you think Colbert gets away with all of the things that he says? He has money to pay them off with? True. We need a budget. <laughs> hey, anybody want to sponsor us? <laughs> hey, Colbert! It'll, it'll doing, pay for we're, our we're, legal we're fees. advertising for your show. Everyone go watch the Colbert Report. <laughs> Pistachios. sponsor us. Please, oh, please, oh, pretty, please. It's too bad his show is ending. I don't think he needs uh, any, any uh, sponsoring here. Probably not. No. Watch. This somehow will make its way on the Colbert Report. And we will be so asked on as its final guests. <laughs> Don't think so. I, you know what? I would drop everything if that were the case. I would drop Stay. everything and go. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of training week? Too bad. I'm going. <laughs> yep. That would be really soon. That would be insane. That would be. So. Middle of the summer. Do you know what I played this week? Since this week for me was you played uh, art. finals week. Yes, I played art. Um, well, looking at the show notes here, it says Kentucky Road Zero Act 3 and Hack and Slash. Uh, you might want to look above that to see what the reviews are. Oh, hey, look. There, there you go. Kentucky yes. Um, it was really funny because, like, so Kentucky Route Zero Act 2 came out almost a year ago. I think it was, like, July uh, when when we had it on the show. And, and that, yeah, that, that was the uh, episode where it was just you and me, Ryan. And... I did an episode with just you and I. Yeah, yeah. You were really excited about it. I was? Uh, I believe the title was Watch Out for Bears. Sounds like me. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but so, so I haven't thought about this game, you know, I, in a very long time. Like, I haven't even thought, like, man, it's taking them a long time to come out with the next act of this game because I had just forgotten that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, uh, I, you know, finished with one of my finals and I checked my emails and there, there's an email from Cardboard Games saying, hey, we just released, uh, the third act of Kentucky Route Zero. I was like, well, I need to go play that now. So do you have to <laughs> buy that again? Or no, no. It just, just comes in? Yeah, they, they, it's, you know, $5 per act, but they only sell it as all five acts. Right. For $25. That seems um, good. Yep. Um, actually, so there are the five acts, and then in between each of the acts, they've been coming out with kind of a free, a free content thing, mm-hmm. uh, an interlude, if you will. Right. Um, and up until now, so, okay, actually, since it's been almost a year, I should probably describe what this game is. I agree. So, it's a point-and-click adventure game. Um, the art style is, like, everything is flat. Everything's made up of these, you know, little shapes. So, you know, the the players, you know, the little characters are, like, you know, their torso is kind of an uh, extended rectangle thing. And so, are, you know, their arms are, are little rectangles. And um, the trees are made up of, of just, you know, a flat color. And then, like, their leaves are little rhombuses and stuff. It's really cool. It looks really good. Um, most of it is very dark because it, it kind of takes place at night. Um, and it is heavily rooted in magical realism. So, you know, the, the story is that you're this, um, delivery man who is trying to make your last delivery because the antique shop that you work for is going out of business and you have to find this place, uh, that the, the only way to get there apparently is by taking Kentucky route zero, uh, which is this highway somewhere in Kentucky that, you know, you have to find and spoiler alert you find it um at the end of the first act um but it's a really weird road like it's a circle and when you'll pass by like these shapes like you'll pass by the feather or the scarecrow or the cactus and if you turn around when you're passing one of those shapes then you like go into that shape's level you know that the hierarchy there that i'm thinking of it as a file system all of a sudden oh my gosh um so, you know, you'll start passing other things as you're going cl- counterclockwise, and then if you turn around again, then you'll start passing even other things, um, and it's really hard to find your way back. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, just, they're, they're crazy little things that happen every once in a while, um, and it's, it's really cool, like, yeah, this, this game is art. Um, especially since it's made by a group of people who have theater backgrounds, so they're coming at, game design from an entirely different perspective than most most people do um and i've I've never played a game quite like it and i've been enjoying it and i've been enjoying the interludes but up until now they hadn't like connected them at all i i didn't think that they had anything to do with each other but now they've taken both of the interludes and suddenly inserted them into the story of the third act um so like the first the first interlude was this art installation that you could walk around and look at and one of the pieces was like a tape recording that you could you know you you could like it was kind of a choose your own adventure so if you wanted to make this choice then advance the tape to this spot and then play it you know um and the story that was being told there is the story of one of the characters who you meet in in the third act um and then the uh, the second interlude was actually originally made as an Oculus Rift demo, um, where you were in this play, but the play was a little bit non-traditional where, like, so you had the, the characters up on the stage, you know, who are going through the scene and everything, and then you have the audience, 
you know, sitting in, in their seats and everything. And you are in between the stage and the audience. And your character is like technically in the story of, of, that's being presented on the stage, but you're not really on the stage. And like the only thing, so, so it happens in a bar and there are people up there at the bar having a conversation and everything. And you're sitting at a table that is, you know, somewhere in the bar, in the restaurant, but you, at only ever just, you know, you eat food, you like sit there and you, you cough every once in a while, maybe. But characters up there will sometimes make reference to you, like, who's that guy? Like, he look like a lazy bum, you know? And, um, and you get, you can look all around using, you know, the Oculus Rift. Um, they later released it just for, you know, everybody to play with, you know, the mouse controlling where you look. Um, and during act three of Kentucky Route Zero, you go to the bar where this play is set. Meet one of the characters there, and at one of the tables, somebody had left some expensive-looking goggles. So there was an Oculus Rift in this game. That's uh, pretty clever. <laughs> that was hilarious. It took me, like, a few seconds to get it, and then I was like, wow. It took me That's... just as long. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you definitely yeah. played this, right, Ryan? Uh, well, when he said it, I didn't understand what he said, but I figured ah. it out. You remember, you remember in Act Two though, when I found all those bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the bears. That, you know, watch out for bears. That was great. <laughs> um, Wait, so the in in Act Two there was uh, I went into an office building and you know there's just bears in the room. I'm I'm supposed to go up to like the fifth floor or whatever, and so mm-hmm. you you walk up to the elevator and you look at the menu and it says you know like floor one finances, floor two meeting room or whatever, floor three bears. Yeah, and it's labeled like that as nonchalantly as possible, <laughs> as if that's typical of an office. Yeah, and when I first wrote, wrote, read that, I was like, there's no way that they actually just have bears. So I went to that floor, and turns out bears. there's there's an entire floor full of bears, and when you walk around there, they just watch you walk around. And, and- they, they're, 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 they actually do track your movement. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you leave and you go back up to the fifth floor where you're supposed to go and continue with the story, but it's like never explained, never referenced ever again. But it doesn't have to be. No, of course not. Magical no. realism. Right. Yeah. I really enjoy that kind of thing. You should play this game. No, it's a game. <sighs> All right. Ian, you should play this game because you have access to my library. Ooh. And since the interludes are free, you can play those. Actually, yeah. If, if you want to know if you should play this game, go and download the interludes. You know, they, they, they don't take long to play through. Um, you know, if you get bored with them, just quit out of them and uh, and never come back to it again. But gosh, I am enjoying them so much because it's so bizarre and so cool. I like art. Well, that game um, is just art. So you yeah. have Broken Age too. I'm playing that. Looks like this year. Yes, game. yes, you should. Because that that was a very good game. I'm actually gonna. I'm thinking about making Subash play that game. So is this the final act of this uh, game? No, there are five. There are five total? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that they release all this, uh, the next two by the end of the year. And I'm feeling so not that, likely. So that it can be on my, you know, year-end list. Yeah. Because that was the reason that I didn't put it on last year's list. Was like, so it's May, and they just got around to it from last year. Yeah, I know. So I'm feeling like another five months, so maybe October, November, and then another one next year. Yeah. I'm going to be, like, graduated by the time they finish with this game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But, I, I mean, I don't mind, because... Well, it's, it's good. It's not, you know, it's not the kind of game where I have to right. play. It's for the, the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, obviously that came out this week. Um, and also Hack and Slash came out on early access on Steam. Um, that was one of the games from the 2012 Amnesia Fortnite game jam that, um, what are they called? Double Fine does. 
Um, and this was the one where you're controlling an elf and you have a USB sword and basic, and most of the objects in the world have like a USB port that you just plug it into and then you start hacking them and you can change different properties about those, uh, about those objects. So like in the, in the original concept, you know, you, you find these, uh, guards that you have to, you know, get around and they're all walking around in some pattern or whatever. And you can, you know, if you hack into one of them, you can change like, uh, how far they can see, what their movement style is, you know, how you can change their health. You can literally just kill them by lowering their health to zero. But it's fun to just, you know, find different ways to mess with the world. Um, you can easily break the game by, uh, you know, entering in like invalid numbers that will do something bad. I can't think Max of any example. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just hold down the up button for a while. And yeah. Very good. Oops. Breaking games is always fun. Always. If done in a Tell right way, that to Fallout Three, because you couldn't play that game. Yeah, but that was a that was a uh, system broken game. That was, that was not internal breaking. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, but when I say you can break the game by, uh, I mean system breaking the game, oh, like wow, making it crash because you've messed things up so much. Oh, great. Um, sounds like something you'd do. The best thing about it is that, like, you know, the, these numbers that you're changing are literally numbers in, mm-hmm. you know, the config files and whatnot. Um, so you can probably go and edit those outside of the game and then just go in there and it'll be different. Ah, the good old days. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Real hacking. Hackstars. Not, not really. So, that's it for this week. I'm glad to be home. Uh-huh. Here in the real studio. I actually came to work today. You came, <laughs> I'm so glad you got into work today. My phone is so, probably so happy it, that it, it actually is. has commute information Woo-hoo! for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm Ian Decker. And I'm Ian Buck. I'm Savannah Haslow. And I'm Ryan Rampersad. Signing off. It's control M, right? Yes. Not space bar. No, it is not space bar. Shut up. <sighs> so do you know what the most special thing that happened this week was? Ian, we're starting. What? Oh. <laughs> God damn. Alrighty. Now this time he told everyone and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't. Was that my left bicep? No, it was my abdominals. That's why Ian says that all the time. Older blocker body wash is too powerful to let this commercial in. If you don't want to listen to us, you can just go away. Because I'm listening to something. Okay, bye. (laughs) Excellent. If you don't want to listen to us, you can just go away. Because I'm listening to something. Okay, bye. (laughs) Excellent. No, he still would have known where it was, and it still would have been broken. What? What? He would have just broken through my lock. Have you met Doors and Matt? He has large saws, knives, guns, bulk cannons, trucks.